thank you for your giving. Thanks, Les. Um, today on this uh, Communion Sunday, I, I feel as I prayed about what the Lord would want us to share together in the Word, <clears throat> I, it, it kept coming over and over again to me the, the concept of God's table. And that didn't just begin with the, uh, the Lord's Supper. That, that, that just didn't begin then. The table of the Lord is something that God established in the, um, in the Old Testament. And it's, it's something that is uh, a principle of the way he does things from the heavens. The table of commune, the table of fellowship, the table of preparation, even when we come before this communion, um, we talk about the table of grace and how that it's supposed to be a time, Eucharistia, where we are celebrating the grace of God in conjunction with his eternal plan that is being continually manifested in us and through us. And so over the past couple of days, I kept having resolutely imprinted upon my thoughts, God's prepared a table before us. And this is no new teaching that we've had when we've established this over and over again, but it is, I believe, a, a, a definitive rhema for us, it's something that God wants us to meditate upon in regard to where we are before, before him. And one of the beauties of aligning a Peretz standing in the gap commemoration on Communion Sunday is that, that, that concept of communing with the Father and being supplied is resolutely part of who we are. But for me, you know, even yesterday afternoon, I, I was doing some study and I thought, you know, I was at home alone for several hours, which can be a dangerous thing. But I was studying, and I thought, Lord, you know, this is a good word. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. But where's that familiar call that makes me hone in on something that says, develop this theme and release this? It just wasn't there. But prepare a table, prepare a table, was, was just everywhere. And so I thought, well, all right, Lord, I'll just go on ahead and go to bed and get up early in the morning, and I'm sure you'll give me a open your mouth and you'll fill it word. Well, it was still the table prepared. So I'm saying all that for this reason. These things that are listed here are, are really not revelatory. But they're a rhema for us. And we need, to, we need to recognize that in Psalm 23, verse 5, where David wrote, You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies, that this is something that is being not only enjoyed by us, but something that God wants us to begin to think, begin to think. This is how God is preparing for us. These things here. The way this word is used by the Holy Spirit throughout the Old Testament, this is 
part of the preparation. This is part of what God has put on that table when the enemy is around us. And um, I, I, I think that it is, that it is more a, a, a thing where we can, we can rejoice in God knowing that all of these things and more are on that table for us. And, you know, it may look like the enemy is really having a heyday in our country and in the world. I mean, it's not, see, one of the challenges that we as Americans have, in some ways it's true, uh, the position that God has put this country in in the world theater, we do affect a lot of the ways that other nations think. But sometimes we become very subjective and we think, well, this is only happening here right now. But it's not. You know, I took quite a bit of time yesterday looking at some of the things that have been happening in our beloved nation of France. And it's, it's incredible. It's incredible how so, so many of the same themes that we've been dealing with as a nation are happening over there. I mean, President Macron doubled the size of their security forces on their borders because he said it's apparent to us that one of the greatest, that's perhaps the greatest threat that we have as a nation is terrorist uh, ideologies and agendas that are flowing through our porous board, borders. And so we've got, to, we've got to establish stronger borders. And we're doubling the size of our force that polices that. Now, who would have thought France would ever say anything like that? You know? Uh, the land of liberty, and we, we bless that. We bless that. But there are many other things that, they, that they're dealing with that are the same kind of things that are happening here as Americans, the same kind of things that are happening in other nations. And so um, I, I believe that we as a people recognize that our enemy who wants to stop what God is wanting to do throughout the earth is, is really trying to surround those that are his sons, those that are his, uh, his pioneers, and to try to discourage them and stop them. But at the other, on the other hand, God's prepared a table before us when that happens. Now, the table is always there. But when the enemy comes in to try to stop, this table is plentiful. And I just felt that the Spirit has been saying to me the past couple of days, what all's on that table? What is there? Is it just strong meat? Well, that's good. Is it nutrients? Yes. Is it counsel and direction? Yes. But there are a lot of other things that God has put on that table. And how do we know what's on them? Again, this is a pneumatikos principle. How did the Spirit who breathed this word, how did he use this word? It's a very unique word. It doesn't just mean, all right, kids, come on, I've got all the food on the table. It doesn't mean that. There were other words that could have used that. And then, you know, then what's the next thing that said, Janice? Well, Mom, you get in here and eat too. Has there ever been a house that, that has not said that? Okay, everybody, come on and eat. Well, you come on in here too, Mom, and you eat. Well, no, I'm just busy. I'll be in there in a minute. That happens everywhere. Or if it's Dad that's cooking. 
course, I don't ever think we ever say that to you, Fabian. We never invite, we don't have to invite you to the table. You somehow find a way there. Man, the feast he makes on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Boy, oh boy, it's great. But the preparation is this word, uh, arach, is used in a number of ways. And you'll go, look, this, this should bless Denise. I put all of those P's there. Look at all those P's. Practically perfect in every way. So, <laughs> so anyway, let's look at some of the ways that, and I'm just going to point these out. You can look up the scriptures for yourself, but this is the way God prepares the table, and these are from the scripture there. The first is prophetic obedience. Um, Abraham preparing to sacrifice Isaac. You know, part of that table for us as children of, 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 in faith of, of Abraham is that we're willing to do whatever it is that God has asked us. In fact, we probably would not be surrounded by an enemy if we weren't already doing this. You know, if, if we weren't already saying, Lord, I'll lay down what is most precious to me so that you can do something greater. You think about that. Abraham being willing to sacrifice Isaac. You know, we always speak about that. Oh, what great test of love. This is the thing that was most important. And we say, this is why God did this. Well, to me, I want to add a, an addition to that. I mean, Abraham, decade after decade after decade, as a friend of God, he, he waited on this promise. Yes, it was important, but I think God had, in a pretty good way, proved the fidelity of Abraham. And I don't think it was just for God to say, oh, look how much he loves me. I think that after the promise came and after he had a son, I think God was looking for an additional expression of willingness to sacrifice in order to promote Abraham into something beyond what he'd been. Uh, that's what I think. And so no matter where we are, you know, we, we are following the Lord in, as our shepherd. And he is, he is always asking us to lay something down and to be willing to sacrifice it no matter how precious it is. No matter how much it may be a, a, a showcasing of God's favor and His blessing to us. Uh, that's on the table. And that's the first thing we eat. That's, that's the aperitif that we, that we begin the meal with. That's why we're there. Father, we're here in this valley and we're blessed to be with you because you're there with us. But in the midst of the enemy that would like to to cause fear and discouragement and uh, try to, to, to uh, influence us to give up, we're willing to lay ourselves down again. And if you want to enter into a, a true prophetic walk with God, that's the first thing that you're sharing with God at that table that He's prepared. That's the first instance. That's the first issuance. And so we can't, we can't, let go of that. Our personal identity, the showbread, 
was laid out in that holy place, identifying what our responsibilities are, what, what tribe we represent, what, what measures of governmental authority, 12 is the number of governmental authority, how we are finding our place in that, how we are being faithful to be in alignment with what God has asked us to be. That's a preparation as well. A prepared covering. I love this because, uh, you know, Rahab the harlot, uh, who was a, um, a maternal influence in the line of Jesus. I mean, she had those spies there and in Jericho. And she arranged bundles of flax. She arranged them carefully to hide those guys. And that was, that was an amazing defensive, Rama-like strategy um, that saved those, the lives of those men and really then positioned her to join with Israel and to be not only saved, but to gain a, uh, an identity that would form the Messianic line. I mean, now you say, well, that's more about Rahab than it is about us. Well, <laughs> We're spies in the land, folks. You know, we're pioneering into that. And you want to talk about being in the presence of the enemy, those spies are smack dab, that's a good old Texas phrase, in the midst of the enemy. And they, the enemy was surrounded. The enemy was, and they knew they were there somewhere. We were going to kill them. And here is this arrangement, this unique word that arranged the bundles of flax that not only positioned Rahab to enter into the covenant, but protected those men. We need that. That's on the table. We need to know that where we go, God is going to protect, and God is going to, he, God's going to prepare us, He's going to protect us, and He's going to present us. More peas. <laughs> We're silly with them. But, you know, this is, this is something that, I rely on and you rely on, but it's also important for those that will obey in the new lands, in the new cities, that's on our table too. Presentation, Job 32, verse 14, <coughs> excuse me, he arranged his words for presenting his case, for presenting what it is that was his identity. And what he was doing. And you know, for us on that table, I think it's a I know that it's a time of reflection to really to ruminate upon what has God said? What has God said? Believe me, if you don't know what God has said, the enemy will come just like he did with Eve and throw out a couple half God said. He did the same, tried to do the same thing with Jesus. It is written. If you just do this nonsensical thing I'm asking you to do. And Jesus said, no, I won't because it is written, this you shall not do or I will function in this way. Job lays out an arrangement of the things that were most readily believed in his heart and life. And he used this word to describe that. We need to know what we believe, you know. 
we need to know things that people may be asking us about. What does this mean? What meaneth this? And especially when you've got other nations and other cities, people coming to you as a representative of the saints or a representative of this house, and they say, why do we do this? What, 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 is, what, is this, what does this concept mean? We've got, we've got to be ready at that table to say, okay, this is that which was spoken of here and here and here, and this is how it was used. It's a simple thing. You're doing these things. We ought to know what it is to do. And, you know, I, one of the things that this particularly has been on our table and I've told you this before, and I continue to ask over these past number of weeks for you to pray that God has laid it on my heart to put together groupings of precepts and so that people who are either new in the network or new in the walk of, of the saints or, or really need to grow, they, they take this first one. And it's, it's a culmination of five or six themes that God has given us over the years that are all knit together. And they ingest that. And then it becomes something that they can build upon. For me, I'm, I'm taking this as a directive from God to get those things aligned on the table that we present. And we've done this to a certain degree in the past. We've done 101s, that, and they have been tremendously helpful. And we've, we've done different teachings, and that's been a blessing. But now God says, all right, you need to start grouping these things. They need to be identified as precepts of the pneumatikos. And so we're working on that. But you need to work on it as well, individually. Because in your own life, just as Job did, I mean, Job, he had struggles. And I don't blame him. Could you? <laughs> I don't blame him. I mean, he'd been road hard, put out wet. And, you know, he, he was just in trouble uh, on a number of occasions, but God delivered him over and over again. And believe you me, as the old preacher used to say, um, he, he better know whom he believed, and he better know what his identity is. And as you read his book, you find sometimes when Job got a little bit out, from that, God would intervene then and say, hey, look, this is why you're here. This is what you're doing. And don't, don't you question me. You, where, where were you? Were you my counselor when I created all these things? And God speaks those things to us at times. But Job had to know what he believed. He couldn't rely on anybody, anybody else that he knew in his family was dead. In fact, except for his wife who said, curse God and die. That really wasn't a good that's not on the table. Janice, don't let that get on the table. But you scoop that right off. Let the dog drag it out. But, you know, the point is, is that this is on the table for us. And we've got to know that. Promise. Even David ordered uh, order and security of David's covenant with, with Yahweh. David knew what God had promised him. David knew what the kingdom should be. And, you know, David knew what he was to do in tabernacle and in preparing the way for the temple. And he, he laid that out. That was a table word. 
prosperity. I like this because this word was also used to estimate wealth for tax purposes. <laughs> we we got to pray that we don't, in some time in the next couple of years, have government agencies walking through our house to see what we have so that he can level a tax on us. That's been put out there. we got to pray that, that that don't happen. That don't happen. But, you know, the, the onus of this, you say tax purpose, but it's really to estimate wealth. How has God blessed us? And how, you know, sometimes we don't recognize the blessing we really have. And it's the old song, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Um, I, I, I think that it would be good for us even today when we're talking about Peretz to just step down for a moment and say, Lord, I'm going to order at the table here the way you've blessed me the way you have, you have provided for me, the things you've given me. Yeah, our things, things never seem to be exactly the way we want them to be, do they? There's always something more. There's always something out there. But at some point, we've got to say, Lord, I don't lack anything. You've provided for me. And that's an important part of the table. And that's what David did, and specifically for us as those that are representing this message around the world, there's a covenant partnership with Yahweh, and we need to, we need to count that. The plans of the heart, Proverbs 16.1, what's driving your boat? You know, how, how have you determined to chart your course? How have you, how have you marshaled your soul and your and your your thinking and your emotions and and your physical needs and and aspirations how did you bring that all together it's important for us to do a safety check to see okay how is this steering wheel of my heart guiding this thing that's on the table too see all these things are very important in the table of the lord and, and God places that in the presence of the enemy. Part of it is, you know, you, there's a measure of clarity that comes when you're in the foxhole or when you're on the front line, you know. There's a measure of clarity when you think, as, as uh, George Clooney said, I'm in a tight spot, you know. There, there's a measure of clarity there. And... Um, I think when, when, that's, when that's going on, when the enemy is surrounding us and God's preparing the table, we think, oh, wait a second. This is my covenant with God. This is these, these blessings God has given me. Look at the way he has enhanced my life. Look at, look at the ways that he has provided for me and protected me and the way he's delivered and brought great miracles. Look at the way that... Um, I have, I've seen the fulfillment of his promise, and I lay that down again in anticipation of the continued move of the patriarchal blessing. I mean, it's, it's a great time for reflection, but reflection it is, and it's an accounting of the way God has moved with us. And if there are things that 
are coming against us that are challenging what we are and um, our identity. You know, Job again, in Job 13, 18, he was making a preparation legally for his right to stand uh, before God. And, you know, that, that's always a good thing. I mean, it's, it's a checklist, as it were. Am I right with God? Is, am I here at this place surrounded by the enemy because I'm following God or I've gone down a wrong road and I did it willfully? You know, the New Testament says, Let no man say when they're persecuted that I'm, that I'm being persecuted for righteousness' sake when, I, when I'm here because I've screwed up. And so it's always good for us to hear because the enemy will come after you with that, even when you're standing in righteousness. I tell you, oh, I can tell you stories. I mean, there are so many times where I know we're standing on behalf of what God's asking, and the enemy will come at me and say, look at another fine mess you've gotten us into, Ollie, you know. It, I, 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 you, you screwed up here, man. You should never have had the saint. You should never have committed this church to this nonsense. You should never. And if you don't know that you're, you've done that before the Lord, and it's not been some Weisenheimer scheme that you came up with, yeah, I mean, we'll play, he'll play all kinds of games with you. And, and you know, if, if, if he does hit on something that you, if you've looked through it, you've said, yeah, that's why David said in the Psalms, search me, O God, know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. Purge me. Make me clean. There have been times where I've said, you know, the enemy's pointed this out. And as I've looked, Lord, if, if, if this really was me, forgive me. But you better know that this is on that table. And it's a good thing. It's a strengthening. It, it really is. So this word was also used militarily. And we are the army of the Lord. And you can see in 1 Samuel 17.10, that this described the ranks of the army and the various components of the army. And that's important for us. God help us to, to understand even more clearly what each unit supplies and to not only exhort that, but to rely upon it. Not everybody has to charge the hill. There has to be logistics. There has to be um, bombardments beforehand, and they have to be precise and targeted. There has to be infantry. There has to be, um, there has to be others that are at headquarters. There has to be those that are, you know, there's all kinds of responsibilities in a battle plan. There has to be communication. God help us at the table to find those things and to implement them properly. The placement and organizations of weapons. First Chronicles 12.9. It's kind of like an arsenal. And they are arranged by God. And we need to recognize that on this table, that capacity is there and available for us. And then to be prepared for battle. 
to be arrayed to go forth. Um, in 1 Samuel 4.2, this word again is used. And there are other aspects of this militarily that I didn't put on here, not because I couldn't come up with P words to begin the sentence. But, um, but I thought, eh, by the time this comes, it'll be time for communion and people will pretty much already be tuning me out. So you can look that up for yourself. But the point is that we've been blessed individually. We've been blessed corporately. We are, we are partnering with God. And we are, um, we're also putting on the full armor of God. And, and all of that is on the table. So as we come to this communion time today on this Perrette Sunday, I, I really ask you to think on these things and lay claim to what God has prepared at this table. There's many other things he's given us at this table. It's, it's a smorgasbord, and it's, it's wonderful. And, um, but beyond, this is a big beyond, the empowerment of the blood, and, and, and in, in conjunction with the commune with the Father and the fresh word, and in conjunction with laying aside bitterness in the table of the Lord in the presence of the enemy, God has these things, and we need to, we need to reflect on them, and we need to lay claim to them, and we need to make sure that we have aligned ourselves in them. Um, and I, and I, I, I say this, we're still at 13 minutes after 12, so really early. may not seem that way, but it is. Um, I think in this new season of preparation, that God needs us to reflect on all of these, to get us all in alignment, to get us as individuals in alignment, so that we can receive from Him what He's wanting to give to us as individuals in anticipation for how he's going to use us. And, and, and as we all do this individually, then we corporately can enjoy this blessing. And so I, I am asking this for myself. I'm asking this for this congregation. I'm asking this for our brothers and sisters throughout our network family. Um, and I'm asking this for you. But all of that being said, it's not going to matter a hill of beans unless you do it. You know what I mean? Oh, pastor, pray all these P words over me. <laughs> Make me silly with P words. If you don't do it for yourself, it ain't going to matter. So let's, <laughs> let's reflect on this, okay? Because this is serious business between you and God. And it, to me, is a, is a rhema word for us. So individually, as we come to the table of the Lord, um, and on this Perrette Sunday, I would ask you as you pray for our gap that you would ask the Lord for each of these to be resolutely demonstrated and vibrantly demonstrated in this house. And it won't take you long, but it's, it, is, it is a good thing to do.
So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. It's kind of an odd word, I admittedly, but I do believe that it's something that you've put before us to do. And as we come before this table of communion that you told us you would be with us at, and as often as we think of your example and what you provided for us and what you're praying for us to do now, you are here with us. And we ask you that we would take full advantage of your table and that we would not lack in anything, that we would come behind in no measure at this table of grace. And I speak your blessing through the, through the prophetic expression as we partake of this juice and as we partake of this bread. And um, as we expand then further in our own thinking spiritually about the table you've prepared for us, let us ingest every part of it and let it become a strengthening and a building block for us as we go forward. Thank you for this, Father. We love you. And I speak blessing over everyone in this house and everyone in our, on our network family who are joining with us. I continue to declare the, the, the blood of Jesus as a covering upon you to keep you preserved and from measures of sickness and to position you for going forth into the new place of promise that you've ordained. I thank you for this, Father. Now bless this time of commune, and we, we're, we're so appreciative, for we ask it all in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you all for tuning in. I hope those of you who are joining with us online have some elements of communion. Please go ahead and receive that um, on this very special time. But for all of us in this house, let's come and receive, and let's spend as much time as we feel the Lord would have us to spend before we go. Um, God bless you all. Eminem, thanks for preparing this. And um, may God bless you. Thanks for being here today. Amen. <laughs>